And so joining us tonight, uh, we are privileged to have uh, a very knowledgeable man when it comes to affairs football, uh, Coach Cabo Zondo. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Mr. Bodhi, uh, good evening to you. Good evening to the listeners of Kai FM. Uh, it's a great opportunity for me. I feel very much privileged to be part of this program. And uh, I thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you so much for coming. What One thing we're also doing is we're killing two birds with one stone by having you here tonight because we're also celebrating our own heritage this month. Last week we had Titus Mamabulo, who was the first uh, a black South African to achieve Springbok colors in athletics. And of course, you have your own football history. Just take us down memory lane a little bit before we get into the issue of football development and how we solve our problems. But where did Cabo Zondo start with the beautiful game? Yeah, a good question. <laughs> like any child in South Africa, Cabo comes from the dusty street of Togoza. He grew up playing football like anyone. Average in terms of uh, playing the game. Uh, grew up as a defender, but uh, also with the capabilities of playing as a striker. Um, showed quite uh, good leadership qualities. Um, played for a team called Benfica at that time. Tovaza Benfica. Then graduated to, in fact, I was the only player bought at that time, average as I was. I was the only team uh, player bought at that time by uh, a club called Mighty Greens. Um, the the best team we had in Togos at that time. Then uh, I moved to a semi-professional club. Uh, what year is this? Uh, it was uh, early in the 80s. Early in the 80s. Um, and then I moved to a club called Foslo United, which was uh, Foslo Stallions later, owned by the late uh, Mulukume. Um, I played only for one year and I retired because I had uh, other commitment. There was a family business that I need to I need uh, to look to look after. Mm. Yeah, and then I got an opportunity to to lead some youngsters uh, as a coach. I never had any experience to you know of coaching. I had to use my playing experience. Uh, to coach and play, you know, whenever I can. Mm-hmm. Took that team from uh, the local league to the NSL third division at that time. We did well. We did well and uh, until there was violence in Togoza. We remember the, the, those, those days of the state of emergency, mid to late 80s. Oh, yes. So, you know, so many things happened which were not uh, good for our lives. It killed football in the in in in, in the area Tawaza Fosloras and um, yes Katwaras Katwaras area. It was bad. Mm, mm. I remember I, in, about four or five of my players were ambushed in one car. Hmm. Football could not be played. Tawaza Kumalo Street grew grass. Famous street like that. There was no life and. Uh, Two years after that, Cabo moved on to because the team got defunct. Then, mm. um, remember at that time we, were, you know, in the league we we're playing quite different uh, areas like 
uh, you know, areas that were not that uh, highly affected uh, as we as we were. So we couldn't train, we couldn't put a team together. And uh, I, decided, I decided to join a club called Cartoras United, where I was a shareholder at that time. And um, even at uh, uh, Sporting Spades, I was, I was a shareholder. One of the great teams that I've ever coached, hmm. with no coaching experience, from playing experience, but players that were there, players of note, uh, high technical ability, you know, uh, they, they were sound in every in every in every position. I joined Katoras Katoras United, which also played the same uh, NSL uh, NSL third division. Mm-hmm. Then I was identified by a club called Classic Tembisa Classic. Mm, the way the way I coached, in fact, how how it came about that I coached uh, Tembisa Classic, they. They bought five of my players from Cathedral United. And they saw them good, but they could not coach them. <laughs> and, you uh, had the key. I had the key. And um, uh, Sinkim Nisi came, came on board and said, you know what, we'd like you to join us. Help us. We've tried for two seasons to, to go to, the, uh, to, to PSL. We are not able to. And we believe that uh, you can... Bring some magic. Um, it happened. Classic got promoted through me. Uh, something that uh, I still take as a highlight of my football uh, life. Uh, stayed at Classic. And uh, and we remember the brand of football they played. Very enterprising, entertaining and attacking. Yeah, look, you know, to tell you the honest fact... Uh, those players, very, very few of them had great ability to, to dribble um, or even cause havoc to, you know, to, to the oppositions, uh, the likes of Tumelon Fukeng. Uh, there was a player whom I called Wagakama, uh, festival, short but very, very dangerous. But and Atazwane, who mm-hmm. came on board when we got promoted. Yeah. They made a lot of difference, uh, but it was all about hard work. It's, you know, in coaching, it's, all about, it's about making a team that will work out of what you have. You, you, you can't then start to create a concept mm-hmm. without having seen those hmm. players. Um, I allow these players to play out of their own ability. Uh, with little bit of coaching advices there and there, my job was to enhance the you know their ability, Ma- you know make them fit. And I remember that time it was hard because you you went you went in there you were a coach you were an assistant coach. I never had an assistant coach. I think uh, I think after six months then I got Obamungumalo. Uh, uh, who retired from, uh, who then decided to leave, uh, uh, you know, his position as a uh, police captain because he liked football. Mm. Very knowledgeable person. And, um, you know, I was, a, I was a physical trainer, planning for, for the game. You know, you, you, you get yourself overlo- uh, overloaded. You, but you have to you, do you, everything. You never realize that you are getting sharpened by, you know, by doing all this. And uh, you get exposed to things that... Uh, you never, you never know that uh, 
um, you know, they are very important in this game. And uh, it helped me a lot. The opportunity that I got there opened my eyes and uh, uh, needed me to go for, for, for coaching lessons. I know that uh, even through, uh, you know, liking and, you know, having this desire to become a better person in, fo- in football, I took myself to a World Cup in 1994. Mm. Uh, that was in New York and uh, Los US. Angeles, USA. Which was won by uh, Brazil. Bra- yeah, it was won by Brazil against uh, Italy. In a pen- penalties, penalty shootout in the uh, World Cup final. Rose Bowl. Mm. Um, great experience for me to see you know, football at the highest level live. And I came back and, you know, there was this hunger, you know, going through me to, to say, you can do more. Mm. And, we, and we saw you in later years, of course, um, going even further with the national team because if you're just tuning in, we're talking to uh, a legendary South African a football brain, Cabo Zondo, joining us here in studio to talk a little bit about uh, the net bank on a team search. But that, of course, is couched in the greater conversation around football development and coaching. Do we have the ability to coach the coaches that will coach the players that will one day staff a Bafana Bafana that will compete at the World Cup? That is the question. And we saw you in later years then, um, you know, going to the 2002 World Cup assisting uh, uh, Joe Mosono and uh, have been with Bafana Bafana several times. In all those years... Um, there was a time when there was, shall I say, a magical international generation of Bafana Bafana players because the players that came in the 70s and 80s, unfortunately, due to sporting isolation, weren't able to to put their best foot forward on the international stage. But around the time of the late 90s and early 2000s, we then saw a lot of South African footballers going overseas making a name for themselves, your Lucas Khatebes, your Quentin Fortunes, your Benny McCarthy's, your Darren Buckley's, the list goes on and on, your John Shoes Mushuevus, and being able to come back and put those skills into Bafana Bafana. It's two things that we seem to be missing today. The ability to succeed overseas, A, and B, being, uh, being able to then transfer that success nationally. The question is, are we producing a high quality of footballer in South Africa today or, or is it getting worse and why? You, you sit down and uh, you look at uh, mm, football played at a uh, high, le- high level, which is uh, professional uh, football. Um, you, you are not convinced that uh, in terms of identifying players, we... We are doing well. So you're talking scouting now. Scouting, and uh, if if you can move away from uh, doing each other a favor, mm, Mr. Whitehead comes in and says, "Cabo, I've got my son who loves football. He loves he, he, already." The statement says he loves football. He never says the player is gifted. He loves football, but uh, for for me to be a better person to you. I'm going to accommodate this child. Uh, I, I remember even even when I was at uh, Sundowns as a, um, the head of development, I was very strict on this aspect. I need footballers. I need players that uh, will play football. Exciting youngsters 
that will will fill up the stands mm. the, and mm. players that will make a difference I, I don't just want to add numbers and there it is uh, we, we we fail to we, we are failing ourselves in fact to be honest in terms of that aspect and maybe the other thing is that uh, right now we don't know what is best and what is good what is not good what 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 bad are we doing right now yeah. and what what good we did those years we don't know what we're looking for yeah because those years not too many players went overseas when you had the likes of Benin United when you had Val professionals you had Bantu Kelly's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. which was uh, Pretoria Kelly's you know there was when even you had the Jameson Kelly's, Jameson yeah. Kelly's yeah. Yeah. you know each and every team had about five or six players that you you would talk about and there were no TVs then but you would talk about those players when when you go to Oguamashu what wanting to watch Amazulu you would count five or six players having not seen them the radio you know exposed these uh, these players to us and the stadiums were full every time later we saw players going in going overseas yes they were good uh, maybe that was the last generation that we saw as the players that were doing well another mistake that we're doing is that when we identify a good youngster he comes into you with this weapon you want to change him you saw something mm-hmm. in him why don't you train this youngster take out the bad habits leave the ones that you think can make this this youngster a better player most of the players are being changed mm. they play a certain way of football and funny even those years there were few educated coaches mm. now we're getting educated but we seem to be getting worse our our end results are the worst we haven't qualified for the World Cup, uh, I think, since 2000... Since 2002. Yeah. And... It's going to be 20 uh, years. I don't know whether it, look, it looks good now or... We're just hoping that uh, maybe things will get better. But in a nutshell, let's not do anyone a favor. Identify footballers. Players that are technically sound. Players that can come out of tight situations without fear because this is what uh, our South African players pr- possess mm. the modern game demands that yeah. even the goalkeeper can play on the ground we see it happening pass. at Liverpool recently they've signed a Brazilian goalkeeper Alisson and the instruction is he must play out from the back thank you very much and you know goalkeeper Ned Benkiona the goalkeeper that we had uh, uh, Tabiso Tabiso you, yeah. you look at you look at the passes that uh, he he gives to to his strikers, the wingers, the accuracy that is there, the vision is there, the ability to play is there. We we, we need to we need to you know to be fair, to be honest to ourselves, identify the right players. So is that the thrust of the NetBank Kiona talent search in the way that you and your co-coaches uh, Prashek Mashaba approach it? You're looking for first and foremost talented footballers. We will always do and understand that times will make mistakes there and there because we we're seeing a player once, 
and then later we see him is still performing. We don't know whether this is uh, just instinctive or... It's know, a repeatable skill. Exactly. And um, we might mis- make mistakes there and there. But uh, uh, we, we try to say 90 or 95% of those youngsters that are in there, they have this ability, this potential to do well uh, at a higher level. A, a player like Aubrey uh, Mudiba, uh, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, the, the first day... He was seen, tiny, a little bit weak, educated, left foot. Very few coaches would have given him a chance. We, we put our foot down. I know that we fought a lot about uh, getting such players in, in terms of size and all that, but he's got all the, uh, he covers all the criterias that we're looking for. Maybe in terms of physique. If he's going to be trained and eat properly, he will grow and become... Mm. And he's grown into himself now. Today, when I, looked at, when I look at him being able to protect the ball, I'm saying he's a better player. Mm. And that's one issue I want to get into a little bit because Obri Mudiba is the perfect example. If you're just tuning in, talking to Cabo Zondo, he, along with uh, Ifrahim Sheikh Mashaba, are the coaches of the NetBank Guiana team which uh, played out uh, to a 2-1 loss to Free State Stars at the Makulong Stadium in Tembisa yesterday, but acquitted themselves well, especially in that first half, going toe-to-toe with Yalla Koto. It took a powerful header in the second half from Elazar Rogers, and they showed a little bit of inexperience. The boys, they're leaving him unharked, unmarked, I beg your pardon. He powered his header home, and Yalla Koto won it 2-1, but they did not disgrace themselves. And we're just talking about this in the context of the greater South African footballing conundrum. How do we produce the quality of footballer that we did 20, 30, 40 years ago. And Cabo Zondo saying one of the answers to that, which they are finding through this uh, NetBank on a talent search, is scouting. Mentioning the example of Aubrey Mudiba, who of course then went on Bumalanga Black Aces, Supersport United, under-23s at the Olympics, and Bafana Bafana, even this weekend against Libya, coming on as a substitute in that goalless draw. One thing that he did have was a superior football upbringing in his early years coming through the school of excellence where we know such coaches as Dan Dance Malisela have been there doing a great job produced players such as Steven Pinar, Keegan Dolly Dane Clayt so the question then is imagine if all the players in South Africa were coming from that sort of system, what do we need to do how can we, I mean it's also a question of resources, financial resources how can we give at least the very talented ones this sort of upbringing from a young age? Not only 18, 19, let's get down there to at least, if we can, under 12 onwards. Is there a way of doing it? Um, fortunately, this is where NetBank comes in. You have worked hard as coaches at the lower level. You're talking about the School of Excellence. I know that most, so many players have been lost after having gone through the years of training, being prepared to play football at a higher level, they sometimes lose hope. Mm-hmm. They had dreams. They lose hope and um, end up nowhere. NetBank saw the opportunity. And we must thank NetBank and PSL. Yes, certainly. For, 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 for having applied their minds properly. Um, whoever thought of this, to approach NetBank or NetBank having approached PSL about this, 
we we applaud them for this mm. and we can see the hunger because the queues that you guys see especially in the rural provinces are unbelievable hence hence it's said uh, netbank sees money different mm-hmm. they're applying back to the uh, you know to to our community they're not just taking the money into themselves they say let's take it back and see how the community benefits later it's the country that benefits in terms of uh, the players that this program can produce mm-hmm. it also motivates the the coaches down there to work a little bit harder also it says we know that at safa and you know they they they're having systems in place to say uh in in years to come no coach will be allowed to coach without having a proper license to coach uh, our youngsters as we heard from Johan Yeskins at the beginning this is where we lose it again because then these players are in the wrong hands um a coach that has got certain beliefs applied proper beliefs in terms of how these youngsters look like and uh, make them to be better players of tomorrow those are the you know we we also like to see coaches that can stand their ground and say we believe that this is how this thing, uh, um, football should be played in this country i know that uh, we've been mixing africa south african football english german and all that Dutch. and, and uh, everything uh, i mean we, we we can argue but uh, let's Let's also uh, know and understand what can our youngsters do. You know, how can we then train them? Because we, we must find a way of, or some philosophy of uh, of training our own youngsters. A united one, please. Because if if that doesn't happen, then from time to time we'll always say there's a left back somewhere. But uh, we we're thinking that maybe can only find when he gets there doesn't understand anything because of where he comes from uh, the field is not level uh, other clubs are not well equipped like Kaiser mm-hmm. Chiefs mm-hmm. and um, Pirates for a stand uh, you know I'm talking about clubs that are well equipped mm. to, to Sundowns give, and Supersport and Ajax they have good youth development also when you look at Sundowns you look at uh, how they identify players you go to 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 sundowns every player there can play technical abilities at a high level there are no tactical objectives that are going to be achieved without a high technical ability of the youngsters that is key to our football and just if you're listening and you're thinking i don't understand what this man is talking about tactical ability uh, well essentially the it, it's a simple thing okay it means what can a player do can he receive the ball in a high position protect the ball an aerial ball can he turn in a tight space can in, he receive the ball with the left and the right and pass it can he pass a short pass a long pass can he hit the ball can he control the ball with the chest can he control the ball with the thigh the instep can he pass with the outside of the boot so what we're talking about there is a full bouquet of skills if i said uh Jomoson or I said Ronaldinho here's the ball do it he can do all of those things now the question is how many of those things can a footballer do which determines his technical ability are, are we correct in saying this yeah 
all this must be done in relation with the, the situation that they're faced with. Exactly, the awareness. It can, it can never be done just because the space and it should benefit your team. It should uh, uh, give good results, you know, the desired results. You're talking about Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, um, a, a player that could do anything with the ball in tight situations, bring it up, down, good control. And you'll find that he spent more time, you know, um, sharpening his skills on his own. And I just hope that uh, our players do read uh, books and see how these youngsters, how, how these uh, superstars make it. You know how they train to get to the high level and be recognized. Um, today we're talking about Ronaldo. Ronaldo plays the game at a high speed, high level of technical ability to take on um, any defender. Turn D- quickly dif- with the ball. Difficult to hold. We've got our own Pesitao. Yes. Got our own Pesitao. Don't undermine him. Mm? Yeah, and. Um, we 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 can't we can't rely on Pesita only, and uh, I'm not surprised that Pizzo got uh, Paraman and Mshambi. Um Also, a very good player. Very good player, and uh, we we must also applaud uh, um, Gavin Hunt for having given this youngster a chance at the age of 17. Mm-hmm. Very few coaches would have done that. Yeah, it's it's high risk, and uh, not too many coaches really would want to lose their job just because they, they use Pagaman and Mshambi. Let's talk a little bit about the mentality. If you're just tuning in, it's 20 to 9 on Kai FM 95.9. My, how time flies. We're talking to Cabo Zondo here. He's a man who needs uh, no introduction, has coached uh, several teams in South Africa, including being an assistant with the national team Bafana Bafana during their heyday. Remember that 2002 World Cup when Bafana Bafana almost... <laughs> Almost got to the last 16. I can never forget the victory over Slovenia, 1-0. And ah, that 3-2 loss to Spain broke most of our hearts. David uh, T. Malindi is tweeting us here at Kaya FM Sport, where you can tweet us. We'll also perhaps have time for one or two calls on 86 959 uh, Malindi says, uh, Hi, Musi, I'd like to congratulate Mr. Zondo on all his achievements. With all the talent we witnessed in the late 80s and early 90s during school football league in Togoza, did he not see good enough players to play in the professional league? Asks uh, David. And I guess uh, uh, on an adjunct to that question about uh, schools football is you have seen thousands of players in the NetBank Giona talent search. And um, part of uh, what makes a good player is not only the technical ability, but also mentally. And this is my own observation that uh, I find that uh, the South African players becoming a little bit more timid in a game situation when having to make difficult decisions. I see a lot of passing when there should be a shot and vice versa. So, and, and my theory is that um, a lot of this perhaps is related to the fact that competition at school's level is not what it used to be because at, in school football in the 80s and the 90s and the 70s um, was very intense. You had schoolboys playing professional football on Saturday and Sunday and then playing schools football on Wednesday. Does that have anything to do with the kind of mentality we're seeing these days? Where Because nowadays this, in schools, it's not very competitive. Uh, you know, one thing that I'll look at, uh, those years, uh, uh, players could still go to school even at the age of 23, 24, 
and come weekend they're playing professional football okay fair enough so they're a bit older a bit older and um, we just have to maximize our training programs you know to you know to to, to to prepare these youngsters to be to be better even at the age of 17 18 by the time he leaves high school he's ready to you know to go into in, into professional football uh, I, th- I don't think we're doing enough in terms of training at uh, you know at that level uh, maybe schools like uh, school of excellence mm, mm, uh, mm. that they can achieve that because they, they are kept under uh, under one roof and ix cape town is, has I, just introduced a similar thing now exactly yeah. and uh, if if all if all clubs can can adapt to that in fact now you're talking to club licensing system uh, a, a club without yeah, we're going to without... get into affordability <laughs> questions <laughs> yeah, then, but i hear then, you yeah then it says more more companies must come in and help uh, you know our youngsters to to become what they're supposed to be the country can be can be better with uh, with that uh, you, you have you have spoken about uh, the the match intelligence mm. uh, decision making at times players pass for the sake of passing mm-hmm. at times you see a player passing when he is more free and is passing the ball to a tighter situation, a ball that can be dispossessed. You're saying, what is it? That, you know, what, what is, is the objective that, of that exactly, pass? Exactly. What yeah. was he trying to 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 achieve? It means it's a wrong decision. It doesn't have the game intelligence. You you would need a player that uh, that will engage the opponents and create space for other players. Other players by doing so, you are eliminating the opponents because if if you don't do that. Then you're not going to score goals. Then you're not going to penetrate the defense. And, um, yeah, if I know that at times it's difficult to see that in one situation. You need to see that repeated, especially when you identify players. Give yourself time. Push yourself in, uh, you know, in, a, in an environment where it says, I can spend more time trying to see these youngsters and... Uh, you know, uh, identify the wrong, the right stars. Oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Coach, I'll ask you to put on your headphones because we do have uh, some calls here. Oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. We're talking to Cabo Zondo, wrapping up this uh, wonderful, enlightening conversation on on what we need to do. And I guess the, the the foundation for this, the main answer coming from Cabo Zondo, what we need to do to improve the quality of South African football. He basically says we are not seeing the best players playing professionally. We need to improve our scouting network and work harder to make sure that the best youngsters get an opportunity to play professional football. And uh, NetBank is doing it somewhat, but there's still so much to be done. But NetBank is doing it through the NetBank Guiana Talent Search. Uh, giving us a call is Coach Thomas. Thomas. Uh, yes, sir. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. And you? Yes. Um, Thomas here from um, Playville in Midrand. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I would like to speak. I would like to speak to uh, Mr. Zondo, uh, coach. Good evening, Thomas. How are you, sir? Good and you? I'm well, man. I'm very, very impressed with what you are saying. You know, uh, coming to development, um, I, I think um, it's just we don't have opportunity as, as coaches that are coaching children. You know, uh, that you can talk about this. But I'm happy that tonight I'm I'm, I'm in your program. Yeah. Whereby I would like to talk about. Um, development 
mm-hmm. you know, because um, as I can see that people are taking players from uh, us as junior coaches from the under nines going upwards. Mm-hmm. And when players are going to bigger teams, they tell them they are developing them. How can we develop? Somebody's already professional, you know. We need to help you down, you know. Where we need to, stay. it's like teaching children from a crash. Children cannot go to school without going to a crash or going to, um, uh, you know, a primary school. We started high school in South Africa. That's a bigger, bigger, bigger problem, you know. Yeah. There's no way we can start at high school and we can achieve things, you may, know. May, Thomas, maybe I should just come in there because uh, what are some of the challenges? What's the one main challenge? that you as a development coach, as you say, working with under nines, uh, are facing there in Clayville where you, where you work? You know, um, if I can tell you, um, you know, here in Clayville, we've got a, a ground that we put in, on a, at the dust, dust uh, street. Mm-hmm. So these kids, when they play soccer, um, we, we make sure that these under nines to, to under 30, they play from the morning, and they just keep on playing, you know, teams play and maybe for 20 minutes, one team, they get out, another team comes in. Then the, the first team that played a game, we let them play again, you know. You know, once you let a kid play three, four games per day, every weekend, every Saturday, I'm telling you, that boy is gaining experience of playing. There is no way you can have a child play once a week, you can say that player will ever play soccer, you know. Mm, uh, well, I uh, thank you, Thomas, for that call. So essentially, he's talking to um, uh, a regularity, and 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 uh, it's one thing that we kind of touched on when we spoke about schools football. Because one thing then is that play, in schools they were playing regularly, but nowadays um, most South African children are not playing week in week out at that age, unless maybe the parents can afford to send them to a, an academy. You, you know, to to be honest, uh, at times. You, you go around and you look at the, the training that is applied with our kids and you ask yourself, is this uh, the right method? Mm. Is it, are, we, are we using the right principle? You see a lot of these young kids being put on a full ground. Yeah. And I say, why? Yeah. It's, it's very, very important that coaches, um, you know, at whatever level, they, they, they should also sharpen their, their, their skills or their knowledge of uh, of coaching football by going to, going to courses um, you'll find a, a coach letting kids between the between the age of 6 and 8 running around the field without the ball and and you ask yourself what is he trying to achieve uh, is, is he is he really respecting the you know the principles of uh, training a youngster? Because then it's about enjoyment. It's they about enjoyment and also sharpening your your skills. At that time, um, they will tell you that um, you 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 can't play at that age. The, the you know to develop a muscle through training, you 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 you're not gonna get it at a certain age. Then he will then. Mm-hmm. be ready to you know to be trained uh, you know for for, for physical uh, conditioning or physical components and um yeah there are so many wrongs that are happening it's important that uh, we should educate ourselves mm. and then then we'll, we'll we'll get better results and it's important that uh, the federation safa must take the lead here and we spoke to neil tovey at length about this subject a couple of weeks ago we'll have him uh, back this time hopefully in studio to just to talk 
about some of these specific issues, about coaching, about the coaching networks, about coaching the coaches and the plans that SAFA have for the 343 local football associations around the country, especially in the rural provinces, what is happening there. Coach, we could talk all night uh, about uh, about football, um, but I guess uh, the take-home message for me is that uh, there is some light in the tunnel. If we could have a net bank, Kiona, um, happening every month, not once a year, every month in every corner of South Africa, backed up by a net bank academy, teaching those under sixes all the way to under 12, then I think we could get somewhere. Yeah, I, I also want to understand that uh, it, it should not also, you know, always be in, be net bank. Net bank has given other companies out there to to say, join us mm. let's let's help our youngsters uh, what what they've done it's something that will go a long way for you know for 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 us we, we we're still going to see best youngsters through this project and um psl is also giving these youngsters um, a chance uh, to to train with uh, with their clubs mm-hmm uh, which is the greatest opportunity that you can think of uh, because you, you must know that uh, there's Disky challenge yeah the the youngsters there are waiting to be you know to be part of the of the senior teams then then comes netbank with this approach so we we we, we are like forcing our ourselves to into the community uh, you know, from far-flung areas like KZN, the northern KZN, you know, where the resources are not there. Mm. I, I heard a coach talking about uh, training in the dusty areas. It's it's all about improvisation, the willingness to do that. Um, you know, out of humble beginnings, from the humble beginnings, there's a lot that you can achieve. And um, yeah, that's why... I take this program uh, that NetBank comes up has come up with um, as one of the greatest ever, mm-hmm. um, because it has changed the the mentality of our youngsters. Be out of the street, go out and do do something that uh, you know that will take you somewhere. And importantly, they, they it, had dreams. Yeah, and uh, through NetBank, they can realize their dreams. Exactly, yeah. and that's what I was going to say. Importantly, it's changed people's lives because. Uh, coming from those dusty streets and ending up as a professional footballer it changes your life forever and possibly also the families as well because who knows maybe that one youngster becomes the main breadwinner coach Kabozonda, thank you so much for joining us in studio tonight we really appreciate it and we hope to have you back in future let's hope that uh, from this crop of the netbank yona team we will have another shining star like we did uh, with Aubrey uh, Mudiba and Bongani Sam and that will inspire the next generation to come and try out for the NetBank on a team search. I must say, out of the team that played yesterday, I foresee a situation where about six or seven of these youngsters will get contracts and uh, we'll say at the end of the day, NetBank is... You know, as a, as a Stay tuned. Stay tuned to Kaya FM for more.